Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We were on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. Sure did. Why'd you do that? He told me to. I have a gun. What happened? Greer. Greer shot him. Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 338, covering season 2, episode 8 of Stargate Universe, Malice. And we have a guest who hasn't been here for some time. Yes, I'm back. Stephen from Ormskirk, England. <laughs> welcome back, Stephen. Thank you, thank you. And <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. It's been that long. You got married, you had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it's been uh, it's been a good couple of years, but glad how, to be back. How is Steve Junior? He's fast asleep, fast asleep. Thanks for you two for letting me get him to bed and stuff, and um, I can do this in peace without worrying about him. Oh, I'm just looking for a moisturiser that doesn't make me look like I've been tired since 2010. I was trying to remember the last episode I was on. I think was SG One, the Scourge. I think the episode was. Called. Oh, you got SG One. It was. I did. I did a quick search of your name, see where it came up. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I missed SG. I mean, I do like SG. I watched them all, but it definitely it wasn't as good as SG One for me personally. And then SGU is the next favourite for me. I, I like that as well. Second, SG One's always going to be the favourite, and then SGA for me was the. I don't want to say weaker. I still enjoyed it, but it was not my favourite. I've said before. I've been. Very pleasantly surprised how much I've enjoyed watching Universe again. Yeah. I thought I'd struggle a lot more with it than I have done. Well, I've only been, obviously, listening to the podcast. I've been enjoying listening along to that. And then, obviously, this one I've, I've watched for the podcast. I enjoyed it immensely. What's David Blue up to these days? Nothing. <laughs> Probably. He's done some movies. Nothing Nothing too big. It's the life of a, a working actor. Yeah. An actor that has a hit show... Then managed to get, go straight into another hit show. It's rare. Mm. A few years just doing occasional guest spots is actually the norm. Yeah, I mean, he he was almost born to play this role, wasn't he? Really, like he was. He is Eli in a way. That's probably why it's so good. But he's just not managed to find anything else. Obviously, there's no Babby in your picture. On the Skype picture. No. No. Which looks very out of focus. It is a bit. To be honest, this Skype is probably the last time I used it was last time I was on the podcast, so that's probably why it's not been updated. <laughs> a lot's was, happened was since she, then. Was she even due at that point? Nope. That picture was probably from the last cricket tour I went on, which was 2013, maybe, so that could be three years ago. You even met? Yes, yeah. <laughs> we were three years in, a year yeah. away from the wedding. Yeah, two years away from... Yeah, better three years than expensive one. You two okay? YMMV. Hey? Your mileage may vary. Oh, right. I thought you knew that one, Mike. I hadn't a clue what you said. Yeah. You okay, Mike? Looking forward to the end of the podcast? <laughs> Whatever gave you that idea? You missed it, Mike. Oh, I won't. You want to come back and do the Babylon 5? 
I've only done two minutes of this week's podcast. I'm about to throw my computer out my window. You've been made many times I hear say that on a daily basis. Yeah, I've given up trying to figure out what I said in the podcast and re-recording my side of the conversation totally. I've got your voice and I've got Steve's voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out, well, what did I say that provoked you pay to say that? <laughs> ah, well, you also have to factor in that it might not be anything you said. It could be something that happened on screen. Well, that is an added factor, yes. So it may take a while. A Krypton factor. Have you two got any plans after the gatecast obviously finishes or is it just a, a nice non-podcasting break? I'm not going to be doing anything. <laughs> Alan keeps making plans but nothing nothing seems to come to fruition. Yeah, because I haven't found someone as drivenly loony as you are. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> not just going to do all the work. Vic co-host. No. I've told you, do it live. Take out all the editing altogether, just... Do it over Google Chat and post it straight to YouTube. Uh, definitely an explicit ratio. Then I wouldn't have research of it. It's the problem, you see, I do research and then I get so involved in episode I forget to say the stuff that I've looked up. Would you both, well, not Mike maybe, but would you rather do stuff on TV programs that have already finished or would you want to do one that was, you know, new? I'm not sure I can. They're relatively recent, but new, new. I yeah, cause... I've got time. Because a lot of obviously podcasts nowadays, they sort of they follow them as they come out, don't they? You know, they sort of week by week. I wouldn't object to doing an Arrow and subsequently the Flash one, mm. because if you continued during the off season, you catch up very quickly. You know. Yeah. This is Robert Picardo, the holographic doctor from Star Trek Voyager. And Richard Woolsey from Stargate Atlantis. This is Vanessa Angel. This is Maris Rose. This is Christopher Heyerdahl. This is Clifton Collins Jr. This is Mally from Dollhouse. This is Alistair. And you're, you're just listening to the sweet and tasty sounds of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Hello, I'm Scott. Hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin, and we are the hosts of the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. We're just ordinary sci-fi fanboys. In each show, we bring you the latest news from the sci-fi movie and television universe, along with our commentary on it. We review the shows and movies that we're watching. We bring you interviews with Stargate, Dollhouse, Star Trek cast members, and many more notables. And test your geek cred with the trivia that all sci-fi addicts should know. We also occasionally give things away. If you are a lover of all things sci-fi, then come dine with us as we host the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. You can find us on iTunes or on our website at sci-fi-diner.com. And that was the promo for the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, a show I've been listening to for many a year, now co-hosted by M. Miles will also be joining us later this year for a couple of episodes of Universe. Come try ya! This isn't a very fun episode, is it? It's not a jovial episode. It's fun to watch, as in it's a good episode. I personally, I liked it, but um, it's certainly not jovial. There's not many jokes. Indeed. Well, the title does sort of hint at the tone. Okay, Steve, of the 11 or 12 languages I can count in, which one would you like? Would you like to name all the languages? Ah, yeah, you put me on the spot. Irish, English, French, Spanish, Portuguese, Finnish, Swedish, German... I'm going to do Portuguese, please. Uh, why did I list Portuguese? <laughs> no idea. Did I say Spanish and French? Do you want me to change it? If you would, I shouldn't have listed Portuguese. Oh, Spanish then. Near enough. Right, as Alan says, we're going to be watching Malice. The video we are watching is ripped from the Region 2 DVD, as I normally tell you. 
no Blu-ray, of course, but the runtime is 41 minutes 45 seconds. If you're watching NTSE or one of the HD broadcasts, the runtime is slightly longer due to the frame rate. If you want to watch along with us, uh, we are currently staring at a black screen with the counter set to zero. As Alan is going to do his 3 to one countdown in at least one language we've heard of. <laughs> when he says clicky, press play and you can watch along. should be close enough for the audio to match. Otherwise, if you listen to the podcast as normal, just sit back, enjoy. You should be able to follow the story. There'll be enough uh, copyright audio in it to make that workable. And tonight's snack for the choice is in a departure from my usual mandarins and possibly galantines. I can never tell the difference. Convenient fruit. Okay. Chris, does, or not, wiki. This is what Destiny intended from the moment it entered the star system. That ship is the best chance we have of getting home. Are we done? Right then, Nicholas Rush leading us into the uh, flashback episode. Flashback information. This is Malice, Season 2, Episode 8 of Stargate Universe, a gay cast episode 338. Written and directed by Robert C. Cooper. And its premiere in America and Canada, November the 16th, 2010. In Sweden, January the 23rd, 2011. Germany, March the 3rd. Hungary, April the 11th, 2014. Only one series with an episode of the same name, Real Detective. But there's been movies called Malice in 1973, 93, 2015 and 16. Uh, TV series in 2012 mm. and some shorts in 1985, 2011, 12 and 15. And we'll jump straight back in with mm. Amanda Perry and yes, the cool reminder that you can't go around having sex in somebody else's body. Well, you can. Well, you can, yes, but you should be at least be considerate and ask their permission first. And I'm sure there'll be repercussions if you do. <laughs> yes. Well, isn't this nice? The cosy bridge. Yeah. Trying to understand why he did what he did. Young looks actually quite at home. Everybody mm. seems relaxed. The calm before the storm. Young looks a lot better than he had in a while. Bizarre as that sounds. It is amazing. A distinct structure in the background radiation. It sounds like static to me. <laughs> You're expecting Stairway to Heaven? (laughs) (laughs) The mysterious signal from the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. Hello, Brody. It's an epic idea. There's so many ways you could take this. Is this the reason you brought me up here? Well, you have planted false information in the database before. Oh, you know, it's getting deeply cynical. Relax, young man. You've recently had sex. For God's sake, you're thinking of a more positive outlook in life. As you may have noticed, we dropped ourselves out of FTL. There are three planets in range. Conditions? One's too warm, one's too cold, and one's just right. Mm. No, no, you uh, go on. You go get some rest. No, no, fine. I'm okay. Well, I will tell you when there is something worth writing home about. Get off the bridge. He's like, but this is my bridge. Well, again, you can tell that two ways, can't you? He can be reasonably magnanimous about it. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't worry, Listen, Eli. Nothing's I... going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. We can start gathering some Kino data. We'll go to the gate and we'll uh, put together some teams. Yeah. Eli's happy. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah. It's all going to change. <laughs> Spoiler alert. How much longer Homeworld Command's going to want to talk to Gin, do you? I mean, it just seems like they've been questioning her for, for I'm going to go to work. That's it, Eli. Throw yourself into work when your woman isn't around. Bundy? Bundy, it's Nick. Barry Manilow in the background. You have to cut in some, some Mandy now. I'll take it from uh, Angel, shall I? David Borean is singing. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Gin, Julie McNiven, no. 
Yeah, stuff the character, just the actress would care about. <laughs> Interesting to see a breeze as well blowing her hair. Shows on the air conditioning of the ship. This is Rush. I need help. Gin's quarters now. So she's dead, so is Amanda. That is the belief. And the thing is, Humboldt Security might have noticed necessarily anything wrong because respiratory difficulties could be a factor. It could be. It could be that Amanda's body is dead and that's killed Gin. Hmm. We'll find out. Getting on the communication stones, trying to talk to Homeworld, preparing themselves for the bad news. There's no two ways about it, unfortunately. We've seen what happens when the communication stones and one party dies. Uh-oh, Eli. Don't look. Colonel, this is Scott. All Lucian Alliance members are accounted for in lockdown except Simeon. I'd have put money on it being him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Very Terminator, wasn't it? Head bad and... Yeah. Didn't they hear the gunshot earlier? I'd imagine that gunshot when he shot the electrical panel echoed around the ship. I was mostly listening to this episode when I was working. One thing I noticed was the music. Flipping heck, it was good. I don't know if it was just this episode that I noticed it or as I was listening to it at work, but it was really good. Yeah. I do like the use of contemporary music, but there's no doubt that Joel's core is fantastic. Just as it was with Atlantis and SG-1. I presume these are the Lucian Alliance supplies. Yeah, they're the mines they brought with them. But that is actually a lot of uh, weaponry they've got on board. I wonder why they're not wearing flat jackets. Uh, because they probably didn't expect to get shot. They might not have been wearing the flat jackets when they jumped through the gate initially. Sir, there's more. Gin told Homeworld Command some things you'll want to hear. Either way, they were doing a pretty poor job guarding the place. <laughs> Upset. Rush, you're not armed. He doesn't need a gun if, he's got, if he wants to punch the wall like that. <laughs> He will rip him in apart with his bare hands. Eli will watch and help. Ah, you see, they get it. This shot is great. Look at that. <laughs> that is Terminator. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, close and lock the doors. Now! Yeah, that's a really bad guard. <laughs> yes. Uh... From a military perspective, to allow an enemy to just walk up behind you. Okay then. Park and Volker are in a little bit of a mess. Simeon means business. Question is, can he use the gate by himself, or will the hostage be required to actually dial another planet? Will Volker cooperate? Yes, he will. Of course, he will. Too little done. He's locked himself in the gate room with at least one hostage. Nobody's getting in here. Just please let him go. God, love this piece of music. Yeah, Simeon, very intimidating. Even worse with a gun. Colonel, this is where I found Michaels. He's dead, sir. Uncredited actor, unfortunately. We've got a couple of episodes on screen, though. Please look, take me instead. No! Shut up, both of you! Any particular planet? <laughs> Name one. Mr. Brody, I need the door open now! I'm working on it. We've said this before, but a full soundtrack of Universe 
it's surely worth putting on at least on digital format. Hmm. Definitely. Wait. Wait. <laughs> he ain't got a soft spot for Park, has he? Come on, Brody, get on with it. Where is he? He took Park. Rush went through after him. Redial. Okay, no stopping to think about this. There's only one thing on his mind. Yep. Revenge. Yeah, it's not something you saw in any of the other shows. People died bloodlessly. I wonder, is that why they came up with the Jafar staff weapons? Yeah, to cauterize the wounds. To cauterize the wounds, which means it's a bloodless death. He put something on my back. Ah, it's the wasteland then. Or the Zat, where you can just get rid of them. The whole body. Jennifer Spence did the commentary with Brian J. Smith, and she was saying that her fella was watching this with her, and he, he was saying, oh, that's great background, how did they do it? He didn't realise it was actually New Mexico. <laughs> They're on location. Yeah, he's not wrong, It's as in it's a lovely backdrop, but the fact that they were there, that just makes it even better. It's great scenery in this episode again. Mm. Yeah, it's a place called Bisty Badlands. It does kind of remind me of Breaking Bad, but I suppose it's the same state, isn't it? I have no idea where Breaking Bad takes place. I don't know if it's just because it's fresh in my mind, but it, obviously, I don't know if you're watching Westworld, but there's a few scenic shots in that where it looks like this episode. Very nice scenic shots of mountain tops and dusty landscape. He stopped breathing. Do what you can. Why don't they get some trauma surgeons? Mm-hmm. Using the stones. There must be some on call at all times. They've done it before. Lucian Alive brought doctors. Simeon went through with Park hostage. Rush went after him. Oh, we need Simeon alive. Sir. Ginn told Homeland Command that he knows the details of the Alliance attack being planned against Earth, location of the base, who's involved. He may be the only way to stop him. Assuming he'll tell us. You're not going to get him alive. At some point, they're going to have to have this pay off. <laughs> Ooh. Now, this is clever. I won't say a tactical genius, but he's very clever doesn't particularly want to kill Park, but he knows that he'll stop people there and give him kill shots. This is Rush. Do not come through, repeat, do not come through. Attempting to disarm an explosive at the base of the gate. Do you copy? This is Young, copy that. Keep the gate open. I'll let you know when it's clear. I mean, he could kill Rush right now, but nah, we'll wait a bit. He wants to kill more of them. Yeah. Rush, do you have any idea what you're doing? Well, like I said, Jin did explain the design of them. So he probably knows the basics, whether he really took any notice of it. This is a sign of how far Rush has come, really, though, because don't you think, at the beginning of the series... Gone out well, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. He'd have left her completely, carried on going after Simeon. Yeah. Nice knowing you. Good luck. Rush, this is Volker. Can you hear me? You can't disarm it, but you can remove the proximity sensor. Yeah. Please shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Volker. <laughs> well, he's actually stopping and helping, at least trying to trying to help anyway. I just... These pinholes are too small. I just... I don't have anything that's going to do this. I'm sorry. I, I can't. If only you had a needle or something pointy. Yeah, this was Jennifer's first commentary ever. Really enjoyed herself. Read the script. Both of her and Brian said, you know, just reading the script, they knew this was going to be a good episode. As uh, you pointed out, this shows how far Rush has come. Mm. Even said he was a bit of a douchebag and <laughs> when this series first started. 
more of a know-it-all, really, wasn't he? He just he didn't care what anyone else thought because he thought he knew it all. Steady hands. Ideal for this sort of work. And needlepoint. That looks a big explosion. Doesn't it? But not so much there. Yeah. Little camera trickery, but effective. Go. Rush! Got him. One man in his kingdom. <laughs> and a gun. Yes, no surprise that very definite western feel about it this is one of the things Rob C. Cooper wanted he wanted to write some sort of western great coincidence that uh, Robert Carlyle and his dad bonded over watching westerns on the movies, on the TV so he really enjoyed this episode as well and just the location, it's weird almost looks like an alien landscape is there a filter on that? nope this was what was left a big sandstone area of New Mexico. Sandstones laced with quartz and other minerals. Thankfully, not quite as hot as uh, white sands either. Gotta be a trap. You know? Got you right where he wants you. Again. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. Okay, so. He misses the soldier, but manages to pinpoint and take out the Kano. What happened? Simeon killed the man guarding him, and then he killed Gin. Where is he? He took a hostage through the gate. Colonel, I swear I had no idea. Before he got to her, Gin told Homeworld Command that Simeon had intelligence about an attack that was being planned against Earth. Are you kidding me? It seems at this point, Varro is never going to win the trust. Are you saying you know nothing about this? You know the Lucian Alliance are made up of different factions. There are many secrets between them. If I did know, I would have told you before now. Is there anyone else on board from that clan? You are certainly not that lucky, Colonel. Colonel, about Simeon. They, to be fair, Varro probably could have probably could have explained the, uh, the workings of the Alliance a little bit better. Yeah, you really should have said, don't keep Simeon. He's he's dangerous. You lose more people trying to bring him in alive. He's dangerous, trust me. And why didn't you kill him earlier? Aren't you from an alliance which basically says it's better to shoot dangerous people than keep them alive? Well if that was the case, this story would have been over a lot quicker. And of course Eli would still have Gin. Oh, hello. I would have thought burying it a bit lower down would have been more effective. It's a rock, he couldn't bury it. It's sandstone. At least put it, put it down. If it's clearly visible, put it further down. Yeah, so you could have buried it under the yes, sand. But then it? you have the, uh, the, you don't have the dramatic effect of them seeing it. And also, wait, oh, stop! What the hell, Rush? We need Simeon alive. You may have intel on a Lucianized attack on Earth. What do you think he's going to tell you? It's not my problem right now. I got orders. I don't care. Brian talked about this scene. All this when Rush turns his back and starts to walk away, that was unscripted. That was Robert Carlyle pretty much forcing Brian, you know, get more intense, shout, get more passionate. And when two men left behind to guard the gate in case he circles back, the rest will split up into two teams of three. One will head southwest, the other northwest. Radio contact every 15 minutes. Roger that. Did you write that down? Scott did reel off a load of instructions, but then again, training and uh, serving under Scott... James probably understands and is able to remember these sort of things. 
Probably one of the skill sets you've got to pick up when you're in a military chain of command. Son of a bitch, I don't care. You don't kill him, I will. Right now, there could be lives at stake. People back on Earth. They may be a billion light years away, but we still may be able to do something about it. Are you hearing me? As you said, though, anybody really <laughs> expect Simeon to talk? I don't really expect Greer not to kill him. <laughs> Greer is... Greer has basically torn sociopathic tendencies into a good soldier. Can we reset it? We have control. Can't we stop it doing that now? They have limited control. I thought they broke the master code. They have full control. They don't have full control of the ship. Just master code wasn't masterful enough. Well, it'll allow them to do it. They just don't know how. Yeah. They haven't found the instruction manuals yet. Or TFM. And the warranty is, well, that's well out of date. It would be a PDF instruction manual now. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be written down anywhere. Yeah, the, the captain of the ship, wherever he was, you know, put the disc down somewhere. <laughs> of all this space technology, I bet there's like a library somewhere with a big book saying instruction manual on there. <laughs> yeah. Colonel Young wants us to stall the clock. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure out how to stall the clock. Yeah, see? Young's thinking. Young seems very, very sharp since the bridge got back. Are you okay? Well, it's obvious they've got to try to stop the Destiny from jumping. He did everything he could. That's showing a lot of bottle, that is. Oh, well, either that, she's still in shock. <laughs> Where are we at? We're trying to stall the clock. Yes, her face doesn't say that she saved him. Jennifer did get nominated for a Leo Award for Best Supporting Performance for this episode. Yeah, she did really well in, the, in that scene before. Yeah, I wonder how I mean. The emotional Helter Skelter for TJ once again. I'm amazed she managed to save any of them. But, well, he was just basically going for quick disable shots. I mean, kill if he could, but he wasn't going for guaranteed death or going to double tap. He was just getting them down and getting them out of his way. Death would be a bonus. But you start to realise why doctors appear arrogant. If you're a freshman where, on average, you could lose two to three people a week, you become dispassionate. Otherwise, you go insane. And that can come across as arrogant. Yeah, good chance of using your medical insurance if you leave that sort of death rate. No, but if you're in a busy inner city or you're going to lose people. It's important. Its existence defies the very laws of physics. Is it a message from God, the almighty creator of the universe, as I'm sure you would like to believe? Well, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see, won't we? This whole thing they're talking about now is the most annoying reason why, like, Stargate Universe got cancelled for me. They introduced this question of going to find where this signal's coming from, and we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never find well, out. Netflix might pick it up. I mean, that, that's why I asked what David Blue was doing. What are the chances of getting some of the cast together? It's gone now. Do you not think? I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it, but I just, uh, I just can't see it. We have no control over the clock yet. We're definitely not going to solve this before Destiny jumps back in FTL this time. This time. Well, we have to stay in FTL a minimum of four hours. At which point we can drop back out again. Good news is we'll still be in range. That'll be a last chance, though. Dramatic stare from Young. Zoom in on the clock. Not much time left. Now that is a wonderful looking shot. Partial silhouette, a bit of lens flare. Looks fantastic. Yeah. If you're losing the light, at least make the most of it. Is this something we can barbecue? Oh, hello. Ah, it's a Sam Tom. <laughs> yeah, barbecue. You're going to need a sodding big pit to roast that. Oh no, you can slice it up. 
if we can catch it. Yeah, I need to catch it. You've got something that goes faster than it can. A bullet. It depends what sort of armour it's got on it. So, although it's completely alien script, it still uses the same exponential range? Uh, these sort of things I don't really question. I just let it go. Better that way. Interesting this is. She could tell it's going to jump to FTL. Yep, no doubt. She knew the ship was going into FTL before it actually did. Spooky. Bit like River in Firefly. I am the ship. Spooky was sexy though. I imagine, you know, when they were filming here, Rob C. Cooper saw this. He must have put it away and thought, we've got to use this piece of landscape at some point. Mm -hmm. And what it reminded, reminded me of, especially when the, you get a lot of the music cutting in, was Planet of the Apes. Just men just walking through this canyons. An incredible vista. Yeah. Nothing about Windows Vista, it wasn't incredible. Oh, I don't know. Don't, right. don't. He's <laughs> going, he's going. And it hits him. <laughs> Quick, get a video of this. Yeah. I'm so glad they did this for this character, though. Other people finally seeing that he, well, he can be hurt in this way. He's not a... Scott and Greer looking at each other. What do we do? Don't know what to do. Go on, you're the officer. And oh, alcohol, what good is it? Well, I hope it's water. The product of the still is, isn't really what you want when you're walking around the desert wasteland. Well, true, he didn't meet... Rush has never meant for anything to happen, but he's been willing to accept the consequences. You know, pretty much justify anything that, anything that happens. I didn't see why you would blame yourself. And for what it's worth, you didn't mean for this to happen. I brought her on board. Hmm? Yeah, if you said this six months ago, we could have airlocked him... Quite you look at this and you think you start to rage against the fact that it was cancelled mm. see scenes like this and you're just like why I think that was my biggest problem when I rewatched it a couple of years ago I think I rewatched it and now watching it again I'm just going to get angry again at the end <laughs> it's just I don't know why you've done it it's just making me revisit it like, do you anything Stephen Albert yeah you did you made me listen congratulations I'm saying we have to try and figure out what's right. It's not difficult to notice that Greer doesn't get involved. He really isn't the sort of man to give a heart to heart with Rush. There's no love lost there between them. You think it's going to make it easier to live with? That's a good question. If you ask Amanda Perry, though, the last, you know, the few times that she's been on the Destiny, it would have been worth her dying. Do you not think? The, the way she was living. She probably got more out of the three weeks she spent on Destiny last time than yeah. in the previous ten years of her life. I agree. You'll probably wait for us to leave and then try and use the gate to find this way back to the Lucian Alliance we left behind. Lieutenant. Okay. Sounds like the basis of a plan. And Greer is doing his tracking. Looks like he's found a clue. What could it be? How did he miss? Like I said, he manages to shoot a Kino out of the sky and he can't hit them from 300 meters. You see him? I think he's up there. He can't be going for a kill shot. That was. Well, it's still an inch low. 
a modern assault rifle is pretty accurate these days on a single fire. I think Alan's question is about to be answered, do you not think? Uh, maybe. For people who've already watched it. West of our position. I see the canyon. We're topside. We're moving to flank them now. ETA's five minutes. Copy that. How do you know what's north and south on an alien planet without magnetic poles? Well, if you say the Stargate is always north of you, then you've got a reference on you. Can I pull out now? Look, I can't talk right now. What are you doing? No, no, Eli. Are you in the navigation interface? Don't take your anger out on these folk. Yeah, I told you to stay out of that. Sorry, I just, uh, you know, this is complicated enough without you messing up everything I'm trying to do. Eli. Sorry, I don't have time right now. I'll come and see you later. We need to drop out. So drop out. Rush 2.0 here. Yes. He sounded very much like him. Oh, that is Rush, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and he wondered how Rush turned into Rush. Eight hours. Captain Eli. <laughs> Colonel Young, this is Brody. Go ahead. We've got eight hours on the clock. I'll notify the team on the planet. One last time to be clear, sir, this will be our last window. Understood. Young out. You know what's missing on this bridge? Background noise, beeps, fans. It's very sterile. Looks great, but lacks atmosphere. We've got 17 minutes, so 30 seconds per hour. Hey, whiny boy, I had a bomb strapped to my back and I'm I'm working. (laughs) Of course, back on the planet, it looks like Rush is playing a handheld video game. Not making any friends, is he? No, he's playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Alan's question's about to be answered. And Rush has suddenly decided to play Peekaboo. Rush, get down! <laughs> People. Tell them to get back. A uh, uh, game of Harrison. Although Harrison's <laughs> not usually got a gun. Tell them to get back! Get back! It is a trap! Could it be a trap? It's a trap! I repeat, it is a trap! Take cover! And that is Julia Benson, within a few feet of a pretty big explosion. You, get you think the was... backpack is shield there to some extent? Yeah, you probably figure she's got a lot of body armor on, just on the off chance. Obviously, it isn't, it isn't as close as it looks, but she was willing to do it. Do we think that's why he was missing on purpose? I think he's he doesn't. If he takes one person out, there's a chance that they'll just turn around and go. He probably wants to get as many people in as close an area as he can and take them out all at once. We got wounded up here. How bad? Torres is unconscious. Looks like Weber's arm is broken. Yeah, and I've got a concussion. It's a freaking miracle that she's alive. She was that close to the blast. Critically injured at the very least, you would have thought. How did you know? Oh, please. I had a feeling. Mr. Dodd presented a target he didn't shoot. What about you, sir? We can't leave you here without backup. Stand by. I saw you doing something with that key in a remote. Yeah, I was checking the time. Damn it, Rush, stop lying to me! Okay, I thought there might be a way for one remote to pinpoint the location of another. You knew he wasn't on that ridge anymore. Well, I've only figured it out now! Do you know his position? Now, isn't it a pity that yes. some other people didn't call him on his... Hmm. I think Greer comes to the heart of it. Yeah. 
for so long they've been willing just to pull up with him. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, he's in engineering. He's in his quarters. Nobody ever pushed it. An hour before we got to turn back. We are going after him. Roger that. Let's move. <laughs> okay then. James probably has a concussion. She's certainly got a scalp wound. Yeah. Which usually bleed a lot more profusely than that. Going to help on the planet, and I don't care what you say. I'm not going to be able to figure out how to stall the clock in the time we have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, Eli. Well, young though, casual, just leaning against the door frame. He knows how to handle this, either as a commanding officer or as a father figure. Because Rush didn't solve it, and he's had a couple of months. He knows how this conversation is going to go right from the word go. Even if I could find a way to quickly bypass all the protocols and add time to the clock, I have no idea what the consequences might be down the line. For all I know, we may end up burning out all our power before we reach the next star. Are, are you ordering me to do that? <laughs> if the destiny can't reach another star, you are in serious trouble. How do you feel about Eli at this point? As in, do you think he's being a bit childish? I know someone just died, but as Young's about to point out, let's face it, there's been a lot more people that's died, a lot more people that's missing. Is that it, Eli? I get that. I also know that this is not something that is in you, and that's not something that you should be ashamed of. Now listen to me. Killing someone, no matter how much you think they deserve it, is going to change you. Right? Don't you act like you were the only person aboard the ship that has lost someone that they care about. He is being a bit... The implication, I think, not... is that Eli was a virgin. I'm not saying I wouldn't feel the same, but, like, say, watching it, it just, like, what well, hell is he going to be on? How you feel that the first person you have sex with was murdered three days later? I don't think the sex is important. He found someone he really liked. Yeah. And who really liked him. I mean, what exactly is he going to do on the planet? They're already too far away for him to do anything anyway, from the gate. You could have said kill him. I like the callback to where as well. Shoot him, shoot him. He's like shot. <laughs> and this is stupid. They're standing in the open. We're running out of time, and you're dreaming if you think he's ever going to tell you what you want to know. Um, thank you. Unbelievable tactical awareness this was. Okay, it doesn't look that bad. It doesn't look that bad. <laughs> when Greer's down for the can, he's gone. <laughs> Rush! Rush! There's Rush, you know, first chance he's get. And Rush is the only way they can track him. Rush is a magician, he does literally disappear. <laughs> ah, I lied. Rush! You gotta listen to me, Greer has been hit. I gotta get him back to the gate. <laughs> we should have started a count of how many times Scott said we've got to get someone back to the ship. Yeah. He must have said that about four or five times now, every time someone's got shot. Rush! Rush! Well, tell me that Simeon hasn't figured out how Rush is tracking him. I don't think he's got the technical expertise for that. No, he's a bit more of a just a military soldier. Yeah. Not quite as smart as Rush. It'd be easier to believe he is literally tracking his footsteps. Really? How? 
because uh, at the moment she can understand equations that you haven't got a hope in hell's chance of understanding, Eli. Mm-hmm. And I don't like this, Eli. I don't like this, Eli, one bit. <laughs> Basically, rush. Yeah, Marty, <laughs> condescending. I mean, they haven't got legitimate reasons to be wary of allowing her access to the bridge. But at this point, they are, they are desperate. You want to help. The point is, I think I'm starting to understand it, Eli. It's like I'm slowly getting control of whatever's in my head. Or it's getting control of you. <laughs> you really want us to give her access to the ship's systems? E- Eli, this is me talking. Please, I really think if I could just see what the problems are... Can't hurt to let her look, can it? Actually, yes. It could. We're assuming that any solutions she may provide us are what we really need. Yeah, and not some subroutine that could sabotage the ship. The last thing we need right now, those aliens attacking us again. And that's what I'm counting on all of you for. Those aliens that are in another galaxy. <laughs> and the threat to Earth is a lot more real from the Lucian lines. Yep, they've really got to make up the mind here. Chloe is a resource. Do they use it or do they not? Can she be trusted under supervision? We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> If only you'd been shot by a Jafar weapon. Yeah. Done that for him. <laughs> I would have done that more damage. Legs probably would have been off, but it would have been cauterised. Now, is this him trying to make sure Rush does follow him? Does he want to kill Rush now? Rescue your life coming after me. I'm sure it was that other woman. She was connected to him. People I care about. Of course, this is the flip side. What made Simeon like this? Was he just badden right from the word go, or did he suffer under the system lords and local crime syndicates? Did his environment make him what he was? I know it's a fate worse than death. I let you live, but next time I won't. You want your revenge? You come and get it, Rush. I'm gonna put you out of your misery. That was always the problem with the Lucian Alliance, you know, why there was so much trouble between them and Earth. Here she goes. She's thinking, she's thinking. <laughs> I've been she's pressing buttons. <laughs> You'd have thought someone would have been watching her all the time, just just in case. It's okay. What do you mean it's okay? What did you just do? I don't know, but it's, it's okay. I have no idea. You said you were in control. No, you're not. You're delusional. No, but he thinks it's okay. You just did? No. I'm sorry, I... Perhaps it'd be wise to check what she did instead of just talking then. Come on, come on. Burn the witch. Is she the same weight to do? <laughs> there we go. Ten seconds of looking what she did and they know what it is. Eli, you should look at this. But they're not going to tell us. And this is the point that Rush wishes he brought a gun with a sight. <laughs> oh, that's a herd of the things. I know what Rush is going to do. Yes, I'm not quite sure of the the mechanics of it. Yeah, but it's fairly projected. There's some very interesting camera angles used in this episode. Oh. 
The never-ending supply of C4. Yeah. We still clock yet? No, sir. Less than two hours now till Destiny jumps again, and they say that's it. Shut the gate. They've put a band-aid on her head. She'll be fine. Maybe it's a super military band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> now the question is, is Rush that good a shot, or is Simeon got balls the size of grapefruit? <laughs> Possibly both. Okay, little man, if you want to play, I'll play. Rush might get lucky <laughs> at some point. That's it, you could always get lucky. Simeon's enjoying this. That's a great smile, isn't it, from Simeon? Yeah. <laughs> He's finally having a bit of fun. <laughs> That's what bothered me. How did he get time to plant that explosive, then double back? Just about to say the same thing. He must have been Usain Bolt to get all yeah. the way over there and back and then <laughs> start shooting at him. Oops. Bye. Tatooine Tontons. <laughs> Ryan's, he were watching when Robert filmed this sequence and they tied pieces of string to his uniform, kept pulling oh. it so it looked like, you know, we being stamped on. You were about to say samples, weren't you? I admit nothing. But he said it looked bad. He thought it wasn't going to look very good at all. And it worked out okay. My only issue with this is that the fact that he's not dead. Yeah, he's not dead. If one of them stood on you... Even just one. His spine must be obliterated. If you had any doubt that this episode was a western in science fiction, all doubt must have been washed away. Classic vengeance story, a stampede, the bad guy at the mercy of the not quite so bad guy. It means we get this good scene though. It can move. I have information. I don't care. You really think you would give it up anyway? Boom. Give me some treatment, then I'll tell you. I guarantee you that shot is in Carlisle's demo reel. <laughs> the shot of him standing there and firing the gun, that expression. You know, you know the way actors put together a reel of stuff they've done yeah. when they go, that's in his. This is my no mercy phase. Yeah. <laughs> and the lone cowboy returns home. Yeah, I'm noting it's mostly orchestral. There's very little... Are there any music with lyrics in this episode? No, not this one. No. They didn't use proper songs that often. When they do, it tends to stand out more. You know, if you told me to film The Martian on this location, I'd believe you. It looks spectacular for a place on Earth. This sequence filmed over two days. They were always running out of light, so they ended up having to cut and paste the so two... It does look like you're near sunset there. Yeah, they had to cut and paste the two days shooting together to make one scene. What? I thought they'd run out. Run out of what? Time. You're late? I know. Nine hours late. Or did someone find something? Or do something? It's going to be okay. You? Oh, credit to James. He's still on the feet. Hmm. He didn't answer your radio. The battery died. A long time ago, you didn't come after me. Uh, Eli figured out how to track the Kino remote, same way you did. 
We saw two signals heading back this way together. Figured one of you had them both and the other was dead. We were reasonably confident it was you. <laughs> but just in case we were hiding. I mean, you couldn't have known you had so much extra time. What in the hell were you thinking? Man, you really would figure out how to stall the clock. Really? Because he didn't. <laughs> Chloe calculated a new FTL course. She turned the ship around to come back and get you. Oops. Ah, oh, there you go. Hmm. Good for her. You gave her those equations knowing she might be able to figure it out. That was a pretty good idea by Rush. And after all, they do need a navigator. Can't rely on the computer all the time. Dial the gate. Eli said there may still be unforeseeable consequences as a result. Well, that always are, aren't there? I hope you were right about Simeon and Thomas about the attack on Earth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some things don't change. I think we could have prevented it. Come on, we need storylines for future episodes. Unintended consequences and the Lucian Alliance attack on Earth. They've put so much into that attack, it's got to happen. You gotta wonder. I mean, aren't the R.I. defeated at this point? It's not the Ori, it's Illusion Alliance. Yeah, but surely Earth have had time to build some decent defensive ships. How powerful are the Alliance? Only the Chinese, the Russians and the Americans are building ships at this point. And even then, it, it takes about two years to build F-303. Yeah, and it only seems to take a man to tapping you, two months to blow one up. <laughs> That's another of the problems. The problem is, the Illusion Alliance are not a military organisation. They don't think in terms of fleets and armies. They are a splinter group of cells, planets, organizations, cells being the operative word. If you want to hurt somebody big, you hit them small. Terrorist organization. Time and time again, the big military powers of Earth have been brought to their knees by insurgent groups. Look at history. I like the way Scott didn't even ask that he'd killed Simeon. He just... Like, for all he knows, Simeon could still be walking along the planet, but they just, <laughs> just assume, yep, I got the keynote. He's just like, Simeon could have just dropped it or something, but, uh, but no. Yeah, can you imagine Rush coming back and saying, I got fed up when I came back? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got bored. No, yeah, two so you got to wonder, maybe he took the other Kino off Simeon and abandoned them on the planet. Yeah, you know, yeah, like... It, it happened to me. Yeah, for all he knows, like, say Simeon could have dropped his Kino and then he just picked that up, walked back and... Oh, he didn't have a key now, he had a remote. Oh, yeah. I, I, I doubt Simeon would have dropped something so strategically important. Well, if, if it had been useful to get somebody to stop and bend down and pick it up, it was uncanny considering how big an area they were covering, they managed to walk the same path, even with Greer doing his uh, scouting mission. Right then, that was Malice, written and directed by Rob C. Cooper. That was his final work on the series as a writer or director. Mm-hmm. His history on uh, Stargate, he wrote 39 episodes of SG-1, 5 episodes of Atlantis, 6 episodes of Universe and The Ark of Truth. He also wrote for Flash Forward, Sci Factor and Dark Matter. He is currently the executive producer of Dirt Gently's Holistic Detective Agency and director-wise, 2 episodes of SG-1, Unending and Crusade, directed Ark of Truth, 3 episodes of Atlantis, Vegas, Doppelganger and Satira, and three episodes of Universe, Malice, Human and Time. So if you want to have a look at what episodes Rob C. Cooper's directed, they are some of the best episodes of Universe. Hell, there are some of the best episodes of Stargate. He directed the finale of SG-1, for Christ's sake, and Vegas. Anybody that directs Vegas is okay in my book. Doing some good work. He has indeed. 
I will watch the gently solicited detective agency when I get the time. I really want to see what Max Landis has done with it. Ever since the last San Diego Comic Con, I've realised I really like that guy. Oh, it's a nutcase, but I really like him. I've not heard of that. Is that obviously is that out in America now, or is it just been BBC America? Yeah. Right. If it comes over here, I might watch. I imagine BBC get first dibs. Yeah. Jack. Daniel. Are you you? Yeah. You. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We have some feedback from Mac, which he posted over on Google Plus last year. Since we've just returned to our main universe coverage, I kept it to one side. And now is the time. In regards to the episode The Greater Good, he said, Okay, love this episode, but I have a question. How big is that laptop's hard drive Eli backs up all the footage on? How much data per day does he keep? Or does he wipe it? I replied that no doubt the SGC has access to some serious next generation storage technology, which was standard on their laptop, which on the surface looked off the shelf. Matt replies that he will miss our wise words and logical thinking when the show ends. I replied that, well, put it another way. The writer's uh, retroactive bullshit to explain away plot holes. And Mac <laughs> said he'll stick with his first statement, bless him. He also had a little point to make about Shane and Alan's look at Stargate Infinity, which was one of the bonus shows this year. He said, Oh my god, this episode was painful and funny. I replied that I'm sure Alan and Shane consider it well worth the effort. And Mac said, He bet they didn't. And he's probably right. Thanks for that, Mac. We have some audio from Brad, but I'll save that for next week. Two of the three prize draw winners have replied to our notifications and have received their prizes. Congratulations to Sandra and Lily May. Still waiting to hear back from Maya, but I guess there comes a point when you have to draw the line and go to the alternate name. Maya, if you're listening, please get in touch with us. I've sent you a couple of emails. We have a very nice prize awaiting. If you do fancy getting in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form, which is on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk. Or you can send us an email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Google+ and carried on Stitcher Internet Radio and, of course, iTunes. You'll find all the links on the Gatecast website. If you want to rate or review us on Stitcher or iTunes, that would be most welcome. We also have a standalone RSS feed, which lists every episode we've released so far. That can be found on the website under Mission Reports. You can copy that link and manually add it to any podcatcher, and that will give you direct access to everything we've released so far, not just the 25 episodes that iTunes lists. Okay, let's wrap the show up. Next week's episode is Visitation. They get the shuttle back. <laughs> mm. One of the more bizarre. Do they get? What's his face back as well? I've forgotten his character name. The guy they abandoned from the other. Telford. Not that I'm aware of. No, he doesn't come back into it, I didn't think. Yeah, that, that'd be just stupid if Telford turned up again. <laughs> it's a big galaxy, it's a big universe. But anything's possible. Like a shuttle. On the next all-new Stargate universe, their lost crew members return. This is impossible. There they are. If it's them. Yeah, this is anything. Touch nothing. We haven't done anything. But a happy reunion. There's a freak show going on in there. Stargate Universe, only on Sci-Fi. Okay then, folks. Thank you very much for listening to Alan, Stephen, and myself talk about Malice. Pretty good episode. Lots of action, lots of drama, some incredible location shooting. Great music. Said I'd love to get a full soundtrack album of a uh, universe. In fact, all of Stargate. Please, MGM, release it. There's money to be made. Come on. 
can't be difficult. I'd, I'd even settle for pop vinyls of some of the Stargate characters. So this will be the last time I'll be on, so I just want to say thank you for all the all the podcasts and the whatnot. Hopefully I'll hear you both Especially on the whatnot. <laughs> the whatnot, yeah. <laughs> the whatnot's been some of our best episodes, our best yes. work. Yes, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you very much. And uh, like, if there is a break, if someone foot drops out on you, I'll, uh, I can fill in at one point or another. <laughs> How about you, Steve? What are your thoughts on Babylon 5? Or would you be interested in doing an Arrow Flash? Um, Babylon 5, I've, my wife is sitting over here. She's got her two arms up in the air cheering because she loves <laughs> Babylon 5. I'd quite happily record with your wife. Yeah, maybe she will. You know, I, I keep thinking of you as Steve Armskirk. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm born and bred here, so I might as well have that as my surname. Babylon 5, I think I got about halfway through the first series and for, for some reason we just stopped watching it because she's got all the DVDs and stuff and I was enjoying it at that point. You need to sit down and watch the whole thing. I know. Okay then folks, thank you very much for joining us for Malice. As we say goodbye to uh, Robert C. Cooper's work on Stargate, we say goodbye and thank you to Stephen for joining us on the Gatecast over these last few years. Been a pleasure, mate. Yes, thank you for having mm-hmm. me. Okay then folks, next week, as I said, we'll be watching Visitation. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. I've been Stephen. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.